In an agile culture, the customer is at the centre of what people do and think. That's a quote from Walking the Talk's report on agile cultures. This is Walking Your Talk, a personal development podcast about leadership, authenticity and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor, and I've spent my life working with leaders in organizations on how to change their culture. But this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks your talk at work and beyond, then this podcast is for you. Hi, and welcome to the second episode in my series on agility. In the first episode, I spoke a lot about the results that my colleagues have been uncovering when they researched the type of mindsets and behaviours that were really needed to be agile. Because we had a lot of clients who were practising agility and had all the practices and so on in place, but they didn't necessarily have the culture. So we were interested in finding out the type of culture that you needed if your agile work practices were really going to work and how you were going to support them by actually building those mindsets and behaviours, which of course is, is what we love to talk about. So we discovered four, customer centricity, empowerment, collaboration and experimentation. And all of those I spoke about briefly in the last episode of this podcast. And what's exciting about this agility series is it's going to give me the opportunity to talk with you about each one of them in more depth and the power that they each offer, I think, to you personally and also to your organisation. And I think they can be applied together, either under the umbrella of delivering more agile ways of working or ultimately just for you to be a more agile person. But ultimately, what I'm looking for here, of course, are the benefits of really delivering things, whether they're projects or products or initiatives or whatever, in an agile way. So this week, customer centricity, the first of those four. And I want to say straight away that whilst in many cases the customer we'll be talking about here will be the external customer, it could also apply to an internal customer. So if you're building or launching, say, a new product, then obviously it's going to be the external customer that you must be focused on. But if, say, you're in a central functional role in HR, for example, and you're building a new process, say you're building a new performance management process or whatever for your organisation to use, then As I talk about customer in this episode, you should be thinking about the users of that process. So what does it actually mean to be customer-centric in the context of agility? I think it matters because we all have a tendency to come up with the great ideas and then launch them onto others without necessarily consultation. Firstly, I think because we do tend to build up the confidence to believe that our ideas are pretty damn good. I mean, I know I do. 
People don't tend to get as far as you and I have got in our careers without doing quite a lot of things right. And so I think it's natural for us to think like, you know, the ideas we come up with are going to be good. And then I think secondly, because if you work in a larger organisation, then it's very easy to end up spending a lot of time with your immediate teams and getting lots of feedback from them and less time with your customers. So then we kind of get used to validating what we do through that feedback of people who are close to us. And the customer-centric mindset needs to have a much broader sense of input and a much less sense of confidence, I guess, that you know we can come up with things on our own and they're going to work out okay. So I think the customer-centric mindset really turns that concept of being outcome-driven on its head. I know I've always been outcome-driven. You know, I like to think, okay, I will put something together, you know, like this podcast or whatever, and, you know, I will achieve it and I will make it happen and I will do it every week and I'll get, you know, get feedback and off we go. But so outcome-driven is something that, you know, I personally feel like I, I don't have an issue with. But I think what the customer-centric mindset does is it reverses or turns it on its head because it's the outcome is no longer getting the project completed but rather designing and implementing something which the customer has been so involved in along the way that the outcome is a deliverable that the customer loves. And even as I'm recording this, I'm thinking, do I really do enough of that, even in the putting together of this podcast? You know, how often do I actually go and talk to those of you who I know are listening to it and say, is this what you want? How could we pivot? How could we correct this? How could we make this better? Or do I sit here in my room and come up with these great ideas and put them out there and, and just assume that, you know, you're going to like them? So in true agility, rather than the customer being something that gets somebody who gets involved at the end and you find out their opinion at the end, it's something you're pretty sure will be a happy outcome because you've been bouncing things along with the customer all the way along. So those are the agile principles and the process, of course, which is that you work in small sprints, you do a piece of work and then you test it with the customer along the way and you make corrections and you pivot based on what you hear. So there's almost a co-design factor helping here. You do all the work, of course, but you never assume that what you've come up with is actually right in the sense that it's going to be what the customer loves. So I think there are two crucial mindsets which are needed to execute well on this. The first is humility. Now, some of you have heard me say before that humility really is the ability to have a moderate view of your own importance. Yes, you're the one who's got the skills to, you know, lead this initiative or design this product or come up with this new process. And that is indeed something that makes you moderately important. But it's the customer who will be using what you produce. And to assume that you can anticipate how that customer will respond to what you've produced is where I think the view of our own importance can get overinflated. 
And even if we do know how the customer responded last time, you know, they may not respond in the same way next time. Things change, people change, circumstances change. So by using agile methodologies with these really short sprints, what we're doing is we're checking at every step of the way so we can correct or pivot and they're nowhere near as costly than if we'd gone down a long path for a long, long time and then find at the end that the customer doesn't like it. Now, with an internal customer, of course, you may still have the authority to impose what you've designed on them, but it's always going to be a bit of a suboptimal solution. With an external customer, of course, they simply turn away. So I think this humility is to recognize that an idea at every stage of the project from its first design to its final launch is only as good as the customer thinks it is and that they really see that it is something essential. Now, that humility may sound obvious, but I find that it's actually quite hard because we get caught up in the brilliance of our own thinking. And there, and there we head off. The second mindset I think is really important is curiosity, which is engaging with the customer, you know, should never feel like a chore or an inconvenience, you know, that we have to go through in order to get through this agile process. Really, of course, it should be this deep fascination. You know, what is it about these people's lives, how they work, how they play, what's important to them? What can I find out about them which will really enrich my thought process? And I think so often we listen in order to prepare our own response. And sometimes I wonder, what if I could just listen just to truly understand? That is, I think, really what curiosity is, is listening just for the, the sheer pleasure, the sheer interest in really understanding what someone else thinks about something. So humility and curiosity then, I think, lead to a customer-centric mindset and the recognition that there is always another way, that the customer's way, that ours isn't the only solution and that that's the outcome we're really looking for in this kind of agile world. So... How can we put this into practice? I think at the heart of it is to have the type of conversations that you need to have with your customers. And this is true whether you work for an organization that is officially using agile work practices or, or not. And I think conversations that are based just on curiosity and humility, not conversations to persuade or to sell or to explain or to present, but simply to understand and to get to that deeper and deeper level about what the customer needs from what you're building for him or for her and how that fits into their broader life, into the broader activities that are going on. And whether you can then build sufficient trust, of course, that the customer will really tell you what they think about what you're building rather than just being polite. So my suggested exercise from this episode is really very simple, which is, Obviously, who are the customer or the customers for whatever you're building, project, initiative, process, service? And then how can you carve out more time to talk to them without an agenda of selling or persuading or presenting? 
And of course, if you've got lots of customers, you need to talk to, you know, how can you talk to enough of them to actually build a composite picture? And when I say talk, I do mean talk. I don't think that reading research reports prepared by your marketing department just is a complete substitute for what is needed here, which is really that ability to listen to another human being and then ask questions and then absorb. So my exercise is just be really aware. Go and find some customers and notice your levels of humility and curiosity about whatever project you've got underway. Notice your bias towards thinking you already got the best solution and your role is to persuade the customer that you have. And just resist that temptation and listen some more. So next week, we're going to continue this exploration of the mindset's fragility and we'll explore the second of the four that we uncovered, which is empowerment. So I'll see you then. Goodbye. Goodbye.